Well, hi everyone and welcome to 50 File. Um, we are tennis pros today. Cindy and I just left the <laughs> tennis court. Hi partner, how are you? Uh, good, I had a great time out there. It was 90 degrees. I know, it was, it was warm. Um, I'm, I'm more or less thinking about, we're just gonna let you know the score. We did win one set, we lost one set. But we're so busy analyzing and, and laughing at how nervous and how we're not playing our game. I mean, this, this getting on the court and actually playing and keeping score and we're in a league is what I should explain to everybody at our club here. And so we're, we're counting our games and all of a sudden, you know, when it's a competitive environment like that, Cindy, I crumble. Well, it's a tournament. And so the yeah. classic thing happens no matter how practiced up or whatever. And Colleen and I are teammates a lot and we're used to each, each other on the court and we, we complement each other with our game styles and stuff. But the minute you put us in a tournament and it isn't just us, this is a typical thing. Everybody always starts to play more careful tennis and we don't really hit our shots and we're just a little sluggish on the court because we're nervous, but we were, we won the first set really beautifully and we should have won the second one because one of our opponents, who's a really good tennis player, bless her heart. She had a little watch on where she's watching her heart rate and everything because she just had recently suffered. I mean, Colleen is giggling right now. And well, I, I'm, I'm not, well, we're not, I'm not trying to giggle because I'm waiting for you to say this so nicely. Our friend, we found out three weeks ago had a heart attack. And before the game, she nicely said to Cindy and I, do you mind if I take some breaks? So I'm gonna, she was monitoring her heart rate. And I didn't even know that she had had this episode. Once we found out, Cindy, we were like, oh my gosh, three weeks ago, we heard the story. So continue. Because you well, shared we, with me so, every so time we you won the, the ball. We won the first set. Then, we, then she said she needs to sit and have some water and tells us this story that only three weeks ago she suffered a heart attack. We were stunned. I, I was like, I had heard she had maybe had a little episode. I had no idea that it was the real deal and that she'd be out playing tennis. And so all of a sudden I start being more careful with her on the court. And then they ended up beating us in the second set. So now we're tied and we just decided to call it a draw because we just all were getting along and having so much fun as friends. And Colleen and I actually felt bad. Like we didn't want to make her run. We didn't want to do all the normal thing. And anyway, I, I just am telling you right now, I, I really commend her for be, her bravery. I would never be out there doing this, just know. You know, holding my fingers to my neck, taking my pulse, just having had some kind of a heart episode. I would never go on the court. I'm, I'd be I'm nervous. Mind me, living here, Cindy, and I don't, I don't know if you have this, but so we live in Sun Valley, Idaho, at least for the summer. Cindy and I are here. And we have a hospital. I mean, she was taken to our, our hospital here, but she was airlifted to Boise. Now to drive to Boise is three hours, but the airlifting here, the flight that was, she was taken on, I used to have that, whatever that was a year annually, you could pay, God forbid, if you had an emergency, you could be airlifted to Boise. Because I don't know, I don't think I have that. The reason I believe she told me about her little episode is to remind me that I need to go online and buy that because it's only like $150 a year to have that. What is and it like a little insurance, a flight, yes. like insurance light, that can be life flighted if you need it? Yes, because there's a lot of, well, medically you don't know something like that. You, our hospital might not be prepared for 
an open heart surgery. I don't know. Do you know? But she was. She didn't have to have that. She didn't have surgery. She had a stent put in. Yes. She was airlifted out of here, Cindy. That night after she played, she was here about three weeks ago, played tennis. I asked her what her symptoms were. She just, she knew she just didn't feel right, but she had some pain. And then she thought it was heat stroke and she went home and she was, oh, she couldn't even drive home. That was it. She said she called her husband. I, her vision, she just had a headache. He picked her up, got home. Her children were like, oh, take a like cold bath. And she was getting some relief. And she said, you know what? I have to go to the hospital. So she went to the hospital here in town and she was airlifted to Boise. And I remember for the years I was here full time, I had that insurance policy. If something were to happen to a family member, I'm looking into that ASAP. Well, I couldn't during water breaks listen to many of the symptoms because I would end up having them all. The minute I hear the litany and I'll start feeling it. I just had so much compassion for the poor little thing, but she was so brave. So then you and I ease up for the second set and then they start beating us. It was terrible. You know what I really wanted to do? We both had won the set. We were like disappointed. I wanted, I told Cindy, now they were like, let's just, it was a tie, but really we're supposed to win the best out of three games, right? So we should have had another three set. sets. Wait, three sets. So I was thinking, okay, I'm up for a 10 minute break. I'm going to get myself a Coca-Cola, sugar up and get back out on that court. And we're going to kick your, you know what? But we didn't get a chance because she was now off to playing some golf. But this way we could leave as winners. I just didn't, I didn't play my game either. But well, you know, in general, we know for anyone that's competitive, at least whether it be golf or tennis or pickleball, whatever you're playing, when, once you're in a tournament, all the talent can go to the wayside. And I don't know how you get nervous because you audition, you're doing all this work, Cindy, and you don't get nervous. I've already revealed to you that I get a little, I can get a little nervous. And then immediately when I go out for an audition or I'm in the moment, within the first 10 seconds, I know if I'm going to do really well or if I bombed it. It's almost this immediate thing for me. So you're talking about how I felt nervous on the court. Yes, I just do what is pretty typical and start playing careful tennis when it's a tournament. And that is not my game. I'm more of a hard-hitting tennis player. And so I don't really know how to play careful tennis. So I'm like a fish out of water in tournaments. I just run around like a nut because I'm trying to play careful, but I don't have the practice for that. So that's where if I can serve well and serve hard, it's the one shot in tennis you have total control over where you toss the ball and how you hit it when you're serving it. So that usually gets me back on track. But if, my, if I'm totally in my head and getting all nervous like I was that second set because I knew we were supposed to be winning, that all of a sudden I'm like just, I feel like I'm playing with my you know, left arm or something. I just get so whacked out. But anyway, I had so much fun and we'll get them again. Now, um, we are having so much fun getting feedback from last week's show and we're supposed to any day now start posting these video audio, not only for audio podcasting on um, all the different you know platforms, but also now video on YouTube. And so today we're in our tennis outfits because we just finished playing, but um, it's kind of fun to look forward to that. So, so now when we're 
recording for our podcast, like right now, I'm trying to be a little bit more aware that we're maybe being seen as well. I know. Are you said to I'm sitting on my chair and I have my knees up because I'm so comfortable. Can you see my knees? She said, no, I can't see them. I'm like, great, because I am so comfy here. It's funny. We are going to start posting and I'm excited about that too, Cindy, but I've you know, recently, like all of us, the Zoom world that we're in, whether we're connecting with our friends or I'm now attending, like a lot of us, um, this per, I'm supposed to attend a, a virtual wedding tomorrow. I also have a virtual baby shower. But two nights ago, I, my girlfriend who's getting married tomorrow, we decided as like the seven of us, we would Zoom that night. And it was the... Like after doing it a few times, we've all gotten good at it. But when I hung up, I realized when there's a lot of us up on the screen, maybe this was a group of seven or eight of us, it is getting harder to talk because we almost need a, a moderator. Do you find that when you have more than maybe two or three people you're Zooming with, like a bigger group, like seven or eight people, it can be like I'm talking and then the next thing you know, you know that I'm highlighted and then you have something to say and then the other person... It was just, it was a little bit tricky this time. I didn't feel like we each had a moment. We almost needed someone to be in charge of it. Hey, I'm- well, keep, it on, keep it on gallery. In the upper right on Zoom, you either have speaker view or gallery view. If you keep it on valor, uh, gallery view, then it's always sort of like the Brady Bunch. where no I one on that. And it's still, you're talking over each other. Because every time someone would talk, it would be a little delayed and then there would be a highlighted yellow around the box yes. that I was speaking. But I might be finishing up something and then someone else has something on, and then it was hesitated. It just, we were kind of talking over each other, I felt like. It wasn't, it wasn't as simple. So tomorrow, now I've never been to a virtual wedding. Have you ever been to a virtual oh, wedding? Oh no, and so <laughs> tell me about this. Where is the wedding taking place? Well, you know what? She was supposed to get married, my dear friend, a month in last June or this past month, June. She postponed it months ago, hoping that July, you know, when it was March, April, we were hopeful that July, this pandemic, which you and I have said earlier, and we certainly don't, can't forecast, but it might be around a lot longer than we had anticipated, which is I, which I think is like kind of hitting us. Like this is really hard living in this pandemic phase, right? So she was hopeful she would be able to have a July wedding. So she's getting Where married. In yes, Sun Valley? No, no, she's getting married in Boston. Oh. She's only having her children and his children and some very close friends. It's gonna be a small wedding in her condominium. She lives on the water. The ceremony will take place there. And then my understanding from there is they're going to a restaurant and having dinner. But the, when we zoom in, we can zoom in and watch the service. We can watch the ceremony. And believe it or not, I can shut down for a, bit, a little bit. And then when they get to the reception, I can attend the reception virtually too. That is so cute. How many people are attending virtually? She, um, I don't know how many people were invited virtually. It was never going to be a very big wedding. But she said they could be close to like 30 people in, that will be present. I can't I wait mean, to hear about it. And I know. And I mean, I'll tell you in a minute about going to a um, virtual graduation tonight, which I'm excited about. But first, didn't you go to a virtual um, Zoom baby shower the other day? I have one tomorrow also. I'm busy oh on the showers. Now that I've never done, the baby shower is tomorrow, but I'm, you know what? I don't know if I can do both. I know, isn't that funny? Here, here I don't have a whole lot going on in the same night. I've got two, two virtual parties. 
<laughs> but that's you know, so cool. so it actually is sweet because you know, my now my niece is having her second baby in August. So, you know, I don't know who, all of my family, extended family, I guess some of our friends, it says, you know, favorite cocktail in hand and, you know, a smile on your face and to wish her well. Because, you know, with the first baby, usually I have the big showers. And then the second one, I've heard of the sprinkle. This yeah. <laughs> is like, it's kind of changed things, you know, it's like, I feel sorry for all these events, but the connection's still there. Thank God for this technology. And we're all in the same boat. That's the good news. Well, tonight is my acting program that I'm in, this two-year program at Baron Brown Studio in LA, that everything's on Zoom, of course. The graduation for the two-year students. I'm just finishing my first year, but the finishing and the, and the graduation for the two-year students is tonight. And Halle Berry is the guest speaker. They always have amazing guest speakers. And sometimes Tom Cruise speaks because he's taken lessons there. So I hope next year when I graduate, Tom, I hope you're there. But I'm excited. Oh, that's word out to Tom. Oh, no, that's what I'm talking to. I hear about Halle next week. I yes, mean, I'll absolutely. tell you all about Halle Berry. Yes. I'm maybe sorry, it's not in person. It's an opportunity for the students to meet someone like Halle. Normally, yes. Normally, yeah. every other year, this is unprecedented. They've never had classes on Zoom before. But because it's acting both classically and for film and TV, I guess we just justify the whole thing that we're learning to act on the camera, in, you know, in front of the camera anyway. So Zoom is kind of helpful. And, and we have several students for one Zoom meeting, and our teacher is the moderator. So when you were talking about how you need that, he keeps it very tidy. No one speaks over him, that's for sure. But then we all wait our turn, and it works out okay. But it's funny, I was at a gathering, I was telling you a little bit about um, Colleen. On Wednesday nights, we go to this cute little gathering of artist friends, it doesn't even matter, but we go to different backyards and enjoy some social distancing, but not too much, you know, but we're outdoors and it's really lovely. But we were all talking on top of each other last Wednesday, I think, because we were so excited. And one of the girls started to be the moderator and we, we did like a circle up and we just had so much to say that we took turns and we kept it really tidy, even in person, going around the circle, almost like a talking stick. You've heard of that oh, the yeah. American tradition and you don't speak unless you're holding the stick. And so it was really cute. So that can happen even in person that we talk yeah. over one another, you know? No, it's true. No, I just was noticing that that particular oh, sure. We were trying to also give a toast and this is something else I noticed. So, you know, you want to sit like our dear friend, we've grown up together. We've known each other. The group that I was on the call with, we're all from high school. And so we have so many memories and you know what we realize like it's just it's just a nice strong foundation I, I guess to have these relationships that have been in your life and we've stayed we've stayed the course I mean I live my girlfriend's in Boston somewhere in New Jersey somewhere in Philadelphia I'm in Idaho we were expressing our our gratitude and having this deep relationship and I know I guess with the with the toast one of the things that happened is I almost wish I went first is what I was going to say, because what happened, everybody, you don't want to repeat, like, but there, we all have sort of things about our friends that we like, you know? And one of the things about my dear friend, Suzanne, is she really has this like unique giggle and smile. And we all, like, even in high school, it's like so funny. All of us wanted to say something about her laughter. And I thought, oh, but I, I, I my tip is this, if you're going to give a toast, give it early. 
that's all I, I was thinking afterwards. It's hard because you start saying the same thing. Suzanne is the bride. Suzanne and is the bride. This is her second wedding, mm -hmm. second marriage. Can you and tell you know what my toast was? Really what? and truly? A, a wedding is an, an amazing, beautiful occasion, right? But I'm so happy for my girlfriend and for Joe that they found love second time around because he is crazy about her from the top. I mean, if you meet this guy, guess what he says, Cindy? He says, oh, I'm the lucky one. I knew he was the guy for her when he responded like that. So I, I do. I'm excited for them. And tell us just a brief without giving any personal information, but she was married before, had, had kids. I mean, classic, right? I'm just thinking if she's our It's a very 55 phase conversation. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Why did they so get divorced? Suzanne has three sons. Um, and I, I'm going to say Joe has a son and a daughter, two children. I know he does because, you know, we gave him this really cute idea. This was the gift. Okay, so what do you do and what do you buy someone? My girlfriend came up with um, signs.com. Her girlfriend has a business. And do you ever see, like, it? how would I explain it other than it would just be a plaque and having a personalized plaque maybe with your, your events on it. So it has S part J at the top. And then they have, they, share, they have a boat together, so the name of the boat, the, the date of the wedding, um, where they met or got engaged, I think, and then all the children's names. So it's sort of this piece in their home that, you know, blends them together. But, you know, I think it was just a typical unfortunate event in the first, you know, with both of them maybe not only growing apart, but maybe not... I mean, it's been a while. Suzanne's probably been divorced. I'm trying to think maybe six, seven years. You know, when you're younger and you're in the trenches raising your children, I think it's very normal that you're not thinking about yourself and your future because you're really in the moment. So when we found out that she was getting divorced, she had lived in Boston and we were, you know, from all over. I think that I might have been one like, oh, I didn't know like there was anything going on. But I think that was typical because I think there was a good 10, 15 years in my life where I... It's not that I didn't have time, but you're, you're just all getting through the days, right? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean it in a real way. Schooling and sports. And then at the end of that journey, when you're, you're a little, your head's a little bit above water, I just think there was no real future or no real happy future. So, and it's a sadness. I don't, for anyone that's been divorced, and I have not been divorced, so I don't want to come from experience or take away. I just listen to my friends it's a heartache and it's the hardest decision and it's the hardest thing to live through. One of the, but what's really beautiful about it is I watched her. She was so sweet. She's like, like we all, we were there for her to lean on and to, to help her through this journey. I don't think I did enough. I started evaluating myself, but I know I was there. It was just so lovely to see her happy. Well, yes, was, to find yeah. it, to find this love of her life and mm -hmm. how nice. Well, congratulations to Suzanne and yeah. Joe, and yeah. you'll have to come back next week and tell us about the virtual wedding. So, um, and you get is, dressed up at a virtual wedding, Cindy, you have you to wear do? wedding attire. Oh, yeah, how you put on a dress. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. Okay. I well, I want to hear all about it. And we'll compare notes on some of these virtual ceremonies that we're going to. So this week in Brad's whisked me, whisking me away to Stanley, which is about 30 miles or so Wait, north. Right of now? Well, this weekend. Oh, fun. 
to go up to Rocky Mountain Ranch. You know it, Colleen. That's which is familiar. Are you going with friends? Just the two of us. It's just a little getaway. And it's really, really beautiful. There's all these gorgeous little cabins. And they do just five-star kind of um, restaurant and accommodations, even though it's very woodsy and um, outdoorsy and everything. And they provide this beautiful outdoor dinner. And then you have the cabins and then there's all this, you know, wilderness and all there's um, like, uh, oh, I don't even know, hot tubs, all this stuff, but they're natural. What do you call those natural hot springs? Yeah, the hot springs. Yeah. And Cindy, so that'll be so nice. The one thing about Brad and Cindy that everyone really should know is there's nothing. I mean, expert bikers, expert hikers. You are the quintessential couple for the outdoors. Everything they, they skin, which by the way, I sound like I know what I'm doing. You can actually climb up the mountain here in the winter when there's snow on the ground and carry your skis and ski down. Cindy and Brad do that. So when you're in that environment, I kind of take that like, that's a perfect setting for you. Well, we've done and it. We'd like to venture out there, Cindy. I'm not like I mean, I love to hike, but I, I mean, you guys are good about experimenting and trying new hikes and... Well, it's fun. And with this um, accommodation, then they um, send you on your way after a lovely breakfast the next morning and they pack your lunch, oh. expecting you to go off into the wilds and to do a hike or a bike or something. And so we're talking about maybe doing Shangri-La, which is a gorgeous hike oh. off of Redfish Lake, where you take the boat across the lake to the opposite side of the lodge get out and go on this gorgeous hike and then boat back. I mean, things like that, it's really cool. But the food is amazing. You know me, I'm always about the food. And then it's glamping. It's like instead of camping in a trailer or a tent or whatever we used to do with the kids, we go away and they do all that for you, but you still have that wilderness fix, which is really nice. I and know. I love Stanley. And, and you know, the, the Sawtooth Mountains are right there when you're sitting on the deck of your little um single cabin that's all your own and you look at this mountain range and it's vast and really beautiful and it's just a quick getaway brad in real estate is working like over a hundred hours a week right now oh, because as i've mentioned previous and so has colleen on these um podcasts that sun valley idaho real estate is on fire so yeah. he's working all the time so i'm like we should get away what do you want to do yeah and our little farm in Hagerman, where we kind of sneak away and go on the river, the Snake River there, it's way too hot right now because that's south of here. So that's why he booked this quick little getaway. So I no, thought that sounded kind of fun and I'll, I'll report back. But tell me, give me an update, Colleen, and where you are, heart and soul and mind with COVID-19 and where we are um, July 2020 with just the, you know, <laughs> It's just an interesting time in our lives to be in this phase. Um, now we're wearing masks. There's um, all through our valley, you are, it's mandatory to wear masks. So I'm missing smiles. I know, every, you know, we feel like we know <laughs> here. We talked about, Cindy, when you mentioned last week about oh, the masks, right. and then people, they, you yes. know, the big reveal, they take their mask off. Right. I started right. going on about the teeth. You know what I realized after we spoke about it? It's the nose. Because we're covering our faces and we were like, some people are unrecognizable. And when they take it off, you're like, either wow or put it back on. That's what it is. <laughs> For you me, it's the nose. But, but the, whole, the whole COVID and it is, you know, every day, I, I actually don't watch the news like I used to. I don't because I, 
I just want to not put my head in the sand as much as I want to wake up and I plan my day a lot better and I have a lot of things, activities I'm doing and I'm really enjoying my summer. I have loved having my son here and my daughter. Um, I have special friends, like old friends that have that are spending more time here and believe it or not, their children are too, who just had babies. So there's been a lot of very happy things that have happened through COVID, but the actual disease, like I'm very mindful. I wear my mask everywhere. I'm constantly washing my hands. I'm not living in fear. I want to live my life. I'm probably going out. You know, Charles and I are definitely dining um, in the outdoor restaurants here. We're hiking. I don't, I don't go to large events. People aren't having large events, but um, the other day I saw a really beautiful girl on TV, young moms, like 38 years old who lives in Boise, Idaho. She was a nurse. She was the mother of four children. She passed away from COVID. No. So I hear stories like that and I see faces and it reminds me how, how scary and how dangerous this could be. If, if, if you were to get it and God forbid it, you got a really bad case of it. I'm like telling myself at some point, I'm sure I'm going to get it. And I want to really, I'm, 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 I want the mild version. Who doesn't? Or the gentleman, the actor that got COVID, who was, he was a, he was a performer. He was in all these, uh, do you know about the guy who was in all these musicals? And then he lost, he, yeah, due to COVID, he lost his leg, Cindy. Aww. And he was married to a rocket. And he's an unbelievable performer. He just passed away about a week ago. I should know his name. And the, like, so when things like that come up or people, I should say, or if I see the faces of these lost ones, I get nervous. So that, that's why I'm not watching this now that he had a blood clot. And so they had yeah, to that was it. hoping, hoping to save him. They amputated and he still ended up passing away. Yes, he was in a car. He, he never went home after that, Cindy. And then the isolation, like if you like, literally really think about it, then you're in the hospital, then you can't really have a visitor. And then you have this, all of it just is so overwhelming that I try to not let myself get overwhelmed by it. But at the time or when I'm actually hearing these stories, I, like, I take a moment, I really think about it. It really does affect me. I say a little prayer and I feel as vulnerable as the next person. And then I get through the, I go through the process and then I say, okay, you know what? It's another day and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to, you know, my son flew here and he flew as, as safely as he could to see his family. And on the Southwest airline that he took over the 4th of July, I asked a lot about the travel and he said, mom, unless you were a family member, unless you were a family of three, you would not be able to sit in those seats. So he had his own seat by the window. And then there was an aisle. There was the, the middle seat was not taken because they were strangers washed his hands, wore his mask, he had the gloves on, did the shield, the whole bit. So that's a roundabout answer, but I'm trying to live my life carefully. How about so you? Life but mentally I'm a little, on. yeah. How life about is going on, we're chugging along, aren't we? But we're just at a slow burn because the economy and all the inconveniences and everything, it's just, it's not great. And so it's a little bit depressing, isn't it? So we have to try to keep our thought up. But it is so sad about losing people to COVID. And then we were talking about Kelly Preston, who did not, uh, she recently passed away within the last few days. The actress, she was um, John Travolta's wife. But Colleen, that was not from COVID. Tell a little bit about that no, if people no. don't know. Well, you know what? I, I guess what it is, my phone start lighting up that morning, Cindy. I mean, a lot of it is just her age and, it was such a surprise, but she had breast cancer. I guess she 
was dealing with this very privately and, you know, like, not that I would know, but, you know, sometimes you hear in the news or um, just the, the sadness of the loss of her life. Now, I don't think it was related to COVID. It said breast cancer, but can you imagine too, like through the pa pandemic, for being a patient, you have to get your chemo. At the, you're already isolated enough that it just, again, taking the time to, like, I guess I feel it. Like I do, I'm not living it, but you're, I'm like you, you know, and I let myself feel that loss for other people and say a little prayer for them and the, and hoping that like, you know, I did, I didn't, I'm not a, I, I go on Instagram and looked up John Travolta, his Instagram account, because when I read her notice or I saw it and mentioned his kind words and I thought, oh, I'm going to read them. And just the, the beautiful things he said about his wife. And then he parted by saying, cause he obviously is a big Instagrammer and does fill people up with a lot of positive things. He said, I'll be taking a break from my account right now. My children, my, my son and daughter have lost their mother. And I thought, yeah, so. And yeah. They lost a son together. Oh, no. They lost their son Jet some years ago. Do you remember that? So that family's been through a lot of tragedy. I'm so sorry for them. She was so beautiful and seems so full of life and devoted to her family. It's just really, really sad. Now, speaking of, I, what you mentioned a minute ago about um, babies and friends that are in town and, and little ones, I want you to tell a little bit about, you just had spent some time with one of your best girlfriend's grandbaby, is that correct? Yeah, well, I have and a how much fun friend. that is. Well, Cindy, I can't wait. Cindy's lucky because Cindy's sister has a son who has two little ones, right? A boy and a girl. Yes. And then her daughter's expecting a baby. So, and your family's here. So it's so much fun. I have a niece who has a baby, had a baby. She'll be two in um, October and she's having her second in August, but she lives in Chicago. So I don't get to see and get any baby fix. So really good friend, her daughter and her husband were living in San Francisco and they decided to come up here to Sun Valley. The son, their son Anderson was born in May. And so they're here indefinitely and oh, lucky goodness. for me. So the first few times we got together, we were all masked. I, they've been here for a while, maybe like a month, been in their company. We definitely social distance. But this time I got to feed Anderson. Can you see my photos in? Oh, I love And that. I had not, I, I started to really think about it. I don't think I snuggled a baby like that in it's over 20 years. Oh, come on. No, because I haven't been around any. Oh, and I love babies. I do. And so all the little things, like first off, he has this bottle. And I remember, Cindy, I don't know. It's funny, but okay, every time we feed the how many ounces, then you got to set him up, then you got to burp him, then he would burp. And the next thing you know, he'd spit up all the things I, all the, the milk I thought I fed him that like that, how many ounces was, you're always counting. Nope, not this time. The bottle has in it this little blue it looks like a liner, like a thin little, and I'm, and she tells me, I said, oh my gosh, well, how many ounces should I give him? She goes, oh, you just have to feed him the whole bottle. That little blue mechanic, that little thing in the middle of that bottle, take, it's, it's somehow like there's no air in the bottle, so he doesn't get any air bubbles. So don't you know, I took her, I said, wow, I had, this would have changed my life, right? I mean, do you, were you doing any of the Mylocon drops? I know people who are listening know what I'm talking about. My first baby was so fussy. Every time I would feed him and the crying, the Mylocon drops. Now, we even had Bino. We didn't know what was wrong. His stomach was always <laughs> upset. He always was gassy. But the truth is he was colicky. So that's a lot of stuff going on with this baby. But this little Anderson, 
that in that little bottle, finish that off, sit them up, finished, happy as can be. No burping necessary. No burning, burping necessary is what you're saying well, because that bottle. My, her, my, my dear friend, Jenica is the mom. I say, Jenica, do we have to burp him? Because I, I now wanted to get burp cloth because I knew from experience. She's like, oh no, just kind of set him up. She took him. You know what? She, that's the other good part. You know, when it's your baby, you feel like you can do any, I, I just don't want to do anything wrong. I don't know that I would feel that way so much about my children's children. It's different. So I didn't want to really whip him up and just kind of, she, she took care of all that for me. So why isn't, she, true joy. Why isn't she breastfeeding? I did. You oh, did. She did. She did. These are, this bottle was pumped. Oh, okay. And she was definitely had the bottle for, cause she had us over for dinner. Oh yeah. She could do it all. I didn't know. She made motherhood look so easy. Hosted us for dinner. Had already pumped the bottle. I know I told her, I said, you're amazing. She works. She's probably on her leave right now, but she has a, she's a full-time career. And yeah, how, I don't think I could have pulled that all together. So I know her little tip though, because I asked her, so she does nurse, she nurses and pumps during the day and she did, gives them a bottle. At, I don't know. She get, I think she gives them formula at night because Aww. it's a little thicker and a little bit heartier and helps them sleep maybe. So are you as excited as we finish up here? We can talk, yes. somebody will be on 50 file talking about grandchildren, because by the way, we have, we own the name 50 file and we also own the name 60 file, but Colleen has recently told me that she does not want to, no matter what age we turn, which will eventually be the big 6-0, that we're going to switch our name of our podcast to 60 file. She wants to just keep it 50 file indefinitely. So that means that during 50 file, hopefully, we're going to be talking about grandchildren one of these days. I, I cannot wait. You're closer, Colleen, to being a grandmother, probably because Hunter has a serious I girlfriend. Then, I mean, my daughter that. has a boyfriend, but I don't think we're close in our family to anyone serious enough for me to start getting excited about any grandchildren. Nobody's married yet of my three. Mm -hmm. So I, I, really, I know it's really, none of us would really know. And I, I, I think I said this recently to you, what our mothers were living in their 50s, were they were having their great we married at a certain younger or not even younger but we were they they had us younger is what i would say my mother and your mother had their children younger and even if we were whatever 28 29 getting married and having children they were experiencing their grandchildren more in their 50s my mother was and i think my mother's 50s are going to look more like my 60s and that's part of the reason i don't think we changed the podcast name but I also want to say we're forever 50 because I feel good. I, I like forever like, 50. I think it's cute. We might change our minds once we're 60. We might be wearing it so well that we don't care. <laughs> it's so well, I, I know. So tell me what you're doing next before we sign off. Cause I think you're going to be doing something fun. And I love, cause you do, you always do great things. You said to me earlier, you're going to go somewhere with Brad on the. Oh, we're going biking. So I have a new road bike and I'm very excited. I might've talked about it on a podcast, but it's a hybrid. It's, um, it's road and gravel. I guess gravel biking is all the rage. And that is where you can go. Basically, it's not mountain biking where you're in the dirt and you're going up mountains. It's more, more flat with gradual hills, okay. but you're still kind of in the dirt, the okay. packed, packed dirt or gravel. And that seems to be all the rage in the biking industry, cycling industry. Mm. So mine is a hybrid. So I am on road 
and I can also go in gravel slash packed dirt. And it is fun for our area. So we're gonna go on a nice bike ride, but this is where you wear the bike shorts, the helmet, you're serious and you're on the road. For me, I don't like going right next to cars. So we go on the bike paths that are all along our valley up and down. Yeah, they are, are they not? Yeah. We, we do, we have a bike path. I don't know how many miles it is everyone, but it's like Cindy said, it can take you, I, I think all the way up to Stanley almost, to at least past oh, yeah. Galena, which is how many miles? Okay, before we end, the one thing that you're gonna let everyone know, you have all the gear for the bike, but the most important things are those shorts with the padding. Yes. You sit on that bike, you talk about fanny fatigue. I have a pair, Cindy, until I went on my biking trip, I was like, I always wore just whatever. And I was never on a bike that long. Well, when you're on the bike for the length of time where you want to do some miles on your bike, you better have the right shorts or you're in, really, it's painful. That's right. It's, it's also painful. about the, the seat too. Uh -huh. Because with these faster road bikes, they have littler seats. Tiny, Faster tiny. the bike, the tiny tinier seat. Tiny seat, tiny, tiny. And tiny. <laughs> All right. Well, go nice ahead. have some some cushion, but um, you know, I'm excited for that. So this was kind of a mellow podcast. It's so funny. We got so much feedback from last week that we were so controversial and so fiery and so outrageous. And then wouldn't you know that the very next week we're as mellow as can be. But that's well, okay. We just came off of a long tennis match. No, we're tired. And it was just ridiculous, but it was in 90 degree weather. I think we're just exhausted, but that's part of life. You aren't always so outrageously, you know, hyperverbal. Sometimes we're mellow. I know, exactly. Rarely, rarely. I know, rarely. Okay, this is it. I got to get the glasses on because I've initiated this meeting and I want to say I've loved visiting with you, Cindy. I wish I could have had my game and won that second set with you, but I love playing tennis with you too. We'll so have a great bike ride and good luck on your, um, let us know about Halle Berry next week when you have your graduation. Yes. And happy virtual wedding and showers and everything you're up to. Oh, there's hey, my bike. Hey. Have a great okay. bike ride. All right. Talk to you soon. Love you.